George Affleck in for Mike Smith today. Hope you're having a great morning. And if you feel free to, you want to call into our buzz line about anything we talk about today, call us at 604-331-2899. 604-331-2899 is our buzz line. You can follow me on Twitter, George underscore Affleck, or you want to email me, George at CKNW.com. All right, it's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Global BC's Legislative Bureau Chief, is here to talk about all things across this province that's been going on. Hey, Keith. Hey, George. So vaccination rates, uh, are we plateauing? Are we getting to the max level? And what happens if we get there? Yeah, so we are hitting, uh, we haven't hit a wall on first doses, but uh, it's a bit of a grind in Adrian Dix's words to, mm-hmm. to get that first dose up. Where there's a bit of concern is, and we're seeing the numbers, uh, an uptick in the daily case numbers. We were down in you know, the 40s for some time, but the last three days have been more than 70, 89 yesterday, which is the most cases detected in more than a month. But if you look at the health authority um, vaccination rates, it tells a bit of a story. Uh, the, the Vancouver coastal uh, COVID numbers right now are very low and have been some days in single digits because where you are, 85% of the people in, in Vancouver coastal have been vaccinated with at least one dose, and that's keeping mm-hmm. the virus at bay. In the interior, it's only 73%, and in some t- small towns, it's in the 60s, which is just not strong enough to keep the virus out. So you look at places like Nelson and Crest, Creston's at 61%, Grand Forks, mm-hmm. Armstrong, Rutland, Enderby, Salmon Arm, these places don't have high vaccination numbers. So the interior of the province now is the champion of COVID. That's where most COVID cases are, and they have been for a it's, couple of weeks now. And you see what's going on in the UK and certain places where they have the same problem, especially it's interesting because it's north in England that's sort of similar to... Yeah, North England, yeah, Manchester. Having, yeah, exactly. They're having the same problem. And with the, these variants, which are moving fast, then you look at what's happening in Australia, which is no whole other issue. But these variants are moving fast. Even if you live in remote areas, it doesn't yep. seem to matter. And I don't... And, and the Delta variant now is probably, there will be a report later out today updating the variant uh, situation. But the Delta variant is the biggest uh, uh, variant in the Interior Health Authority right now. It is spreading. It's more infectious. Now, the good thing is we're not seeing a big increase. We're not seeing an increase in hospitalizations. We're not seeing an increase in ICUs, and thankfully, we're not seeing an increase in, in mortality. Mm-hmm. But we are going to be seeing more cases. This was predicted back in the modeling that predated our opening up to you know different stages. We're seeing mm-hmm. more contacts with people, more gatherings, so there is going to be more transmission. Uh, but the, the Delta variant is a concern. It's really rampaging through the United States. We've got a whole mm-hmm. bunch of people unvaccinated in the United States. They're about to, uh, well, they're in the midst of a descent into COVID hell, as I put it on Twitter, in places like Alabama, Louisiana, Missouri. Well, it's going to be like Florida. it was a year ago kind of thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be worse. They're, they're hitting their fourth wave. So we're not necessarily going to hit that in B.C., but everyone who's listening, if you haven't been vaccinated, go get vaccinated. You... And we're at 80% plus of adults uh, and people over the age of 12, but uh, you need two doses. And until we get to that 85 or 90% level, yeah. we're not out of the woods. And it's going to be a bit of a grind to get there probably September before we're at that level. You don't think the province would do a regional strategy and take a long, take the approach like France where they're going to say, if, you know, in this area of the northeast of BC, if you're not vaccinated, you, you don't, you're locking down or, or something like that. Is there a chance that the province will go tough in, in a regional matter? 
I wouldn't rule anything out, George, frankly. Uh, it's one of the lessons in this pandemic. Never assume that anything's ever off the table. There are mobile clinics that are going into places like Dawson Creek and Fort St. John and Chetwin and Enderby uh, in the coming week. But the problem is, as we, uh, there was a uh, fascinating and somewhat uh, alarming account in the New York Times on Sunday of Arkansas, which has very low vaccination numbers. There was a big effort to put into a clinic in a, in a town in Arkansas. Everybody come in and get vaccinated. Not a single person showed up. We've had that experience wow. in BC, in in the Peace River area. There was a clinic. Nurses were brought in from Metro Vancouver. Doctor, everything set up. Not a single person showed up. Uh, so it's getting the population to buy into the vaccine. Well, or you take that France approach where they say, you don't get to go to your co- your favorite coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you got to show your passport to get into your coffee shop. And immediately they had people lining up down the street to get their vaccines. You know, it may come to that. I'm, I'm, I've seen no evidence to suggest that we are going that route. Okay. Uh, Bonnie Henry's been reluctant to yeah. sort of lay the hammer down. She much prefers the carrot versus the yeah. stick. But uh, I'll tell you, uh, some of these towns have to get their vaccination numbers up. Otherwise, they could be in a world of trouble. All right, Olympics. Uh, Yesterday, we heard from John uh, Furlong, and here's how his thoughts on the Olympics in Japan that started up. They've been dealt a pretty harsh card here. Uh, They've been trying to navigate this road for the better part of eight years, and to no fault of their own, they're dealing with this virus, and I, I think doing everything they possibly can to... You know, to produce a result, and I hope that the games end up being kind to Japan. You know, it sort of brings back a bit of a memory for us. I don't know if you remember, but as we were getting close to uh, the opening of the 2010 games, uh, you know, we never anticipated having a problem with having no snow. And come Christmas right. in 2009, we didn't have any. And we were faced with the possibility of being the only country in Olympic history to have to cancel Olympic events. And, of course, it sent us into a... You know, we put on a brave face, but internally it was a pretty panicked situation trying to solve the problem. So the tension they're feeling is intense. That was John Furlong yesterday talking to Mike Smith. So, you know, I, he, I totally forgot about that no snow yeah, thing. No snow. And, of course, that was stressful, but nothing like what Japan's facing. No, that does bring back memories. I mean, they, I think they had to truck snow in from Manny Park to yeah. Cypress Mountain, if yeah, I recall, that's right. which was quite extraordinary, but they got through it. Now, the, the Tokyo Games, it's fascinating. They've just begun. We'll see if they finish. Um, Tokyo's experiencing a surge in COVID-19 cases. Hard not to see, again, given the transmission capability of the Delta variant, how it doesn't get into an Olympic village mm-hmm. or into an Olympic team and start spreading very quickly. So it's going to be fascinating to see if they can get through these games. I'm not convinced. And they uh, have a real vaccine problem there. They don't. They're, they they're, do. Their numbers are super low in the country. Yeah, this is another one of these countries that took the lockdown approach and, right. and keep keep everybody out rather than than going all in on the vaccines, which is hmm. one reason why Canada and BC is in a much safer harbor than many other countries who did not who didn't go the vaccine route. And Japan is going to be interesting. You know, there's no spectators. It's going to be a strange games on television. Uh, I'm not sure how strong the ratings will be, and I'm not sure the games are going to be able to finish. All it takes is one outbreak in that Olympic village, and they're sunk. I mean, the Olympics have been challenged for a couple of the last Olympics as far as audiences and interest, and this this doesn't certainly doesn't help. I wonder if the Olympic, the entire Olympic notion, has peaked. Hmm. That uh, we're not. I mean, interesting. Brisbane, Australia, is getting the twenty 
32 games, I think, summer games. And they're like, nah, uh, they're the only not. country that, that <laughs> even voiced an interest in uh, in uh, participating in getting the game. So I think a lot of cities and countries are turning their backs on the movement. Well, and of course, there's this movement to get it, come back to Vancouver. So we'll see uh, if there's no interest yeah. in Olympics. <laughs> Why would we want it, I guess? It's not it's not uh, 2010 anymore, I guess you could say. No, I'd, I'd be surprised if there's a big sentiment to get the games back mm-hmm. in uh, Vancouver with if it involves any expenditure of significant sums of money. World Cup, yes. Olympics, maybe not. Okay, wildfires. Uh, it's, we were talking in the second half hour with uh, Kelowna Tourism, but uh, this is <laughs> this first uh, COVID and now this. Yeah. I mean, it's just brutal. It's a double whammy. Um, very unfortunate for the tourism sector, particularly you look at the Soyuz and, and such, the wineries, the wine tours mm-hmm. that used to be a staple of so much tourism for so long. Uh, last year didn't exist because of COVID. This year imperiled by by wildfires, uh, mm-hmm. which may be the new normal. I mean, this if this is going to start happening every summer, the tourism sector is going to have to pivot and uh, figure something else out because uh, right now, Tourism's taking a major hit because of wildfires, and hopefully there's some, you know, the, the smoke proverbially clears and we can get some more travel going. But the travel right now is uh, is a challenge for people. You know, last week on Friday, I met a, a, a family in front of the legislature mm-hmm. who called me over and said they had actually gotten up in the middle of the night, drove all the way from Kelowna to catch a ferry to Victoria, which they figured was safe because there's no smoke here. Mm-hmm. They said where they were living in the Okanagan was so smoky, so oppressively hot, so uncomfortable. Their young son had a, a respiratory issue, and they decided, we got to get out of here. Um, this and is not the, the tourism postcard that uh, Kelowna wants, I don't think. No, and it was, uh, they didn't even have a hotel room. They just wanted to get here, and they just almost collapsed on the, on the driveway of the legislature and said, well, we're going to go get a hotel now, but we're out of the Okanagan. And where they were was just so smoky. But literally, you know, 50 miles away, they said, the smoke, the air was clear because of the wind. George Affleck in for Mike today, and I'm joined by Keith Baldry, Global BC's Legislative Bureau Chief. And we've got some calls here, and if you want to call us in, call in 604-280-9898, 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell. we got Kelly from White Rock. What's your question, Kelly? Oh, hi. I just wanted to ask Keith's opinion on the claims now that AstraZeneca two doses is actually effective against the Delta variant. It was just recently announced in the news. <laughs> All right, Dr. Keith, give us your <laughs> thoughts on this. Yeah. Well, I've got two doses of AstraZeneca. I feel confident that I'm protected. But again, it's not 100% protection for any of the of the vaccines. But it is, you know, it varies from uh, different percentages. Uh, different studies come out. The science is always changing. Yeah. But um, it's interesting to see the AstraZeneca doses. We were doing about... Finally getting some good press for once. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were going at 6,000 second doses a, a day, and now we're down to like 150 uh, AstraZeneca yeah. day. There is concern. I talked to Adrian Dix about this last week. We may have to ship out maybe 30,000 of our AstraZeneca doses that aren't being used and ship them somewhere to be used before their expiry date at mm-hmm. the end of August. All right. Thanks, Kelly. I mean, that's the thing with this, uh, these, you know, these stories you hear about AstraZeneca good, AstraZeneca bad, this dose, that dose. It's like, okay, you know, just I think everything's going to settle. This whole business about mixing and matching, we're not going to be able to travel. Yeah. I really think at the end of the day, the tourism sectors in every country are going to say, are you out of your mind? Yeah. We're not going to put barriers up to people coming in here. For When, when you're, uh, all of these are 90% effective. Yeah, right? yeah. We had 391,000 people in B.C. mixed and matched their vaccines, yeah. either AstraZeneca and Moderna and Pfizer or Pfizer and Moderna. You're not going to bar 390,000 British Columbians from traveling. Right. All right, Doug from Surrey, go ahead. 
Hi, guys. Um, uh, somebody mentioned there that they think that the interest in the Olympics has peaked, and I think they're pretty correct because uh, it's starting to look like it's just a rich man's hmm. ego trip playboy and uh, um, play toy, and, and people are just getting tired of being stuck with the bill that uh, this group down in Brisbane won the one for, what, it was a 32 yeah. Almost like they won it by default because nobody else <laughs> is interested. In yeah, it's true, Doug. I mean, that's the thing. And Keith, you know that. But Vancouver, we did pretty good. We made a profit, didn't we? Well, if, if you uh, discount the security costs, we did okay. And we also have stuff left. I mean, the reason the Sea to Sky Highway was was you know refurbished was because of the of uh, getting the Olympic Games. And we do have some legacies as a result of the Olympics. So I think, by and large, the our Olympics. Uh, paid off and were very mm-hmm. popular, but the expense up front now, the pandemic, I think, has tilted everything on its ear on so many mm-hmm. levels, mm-hmm. and I think uh, success stories of the past aren't going to be success stories of the future. The yeah. world has changed as a result. Yep. Thanks, Doug. Uh, Mike, Vancouver, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to know if you, about the wildfires. Well, uh, is there a chance that, that smoke could come to Vancouver? Or oh, that, uh, it's coming. That, Yep. Yeah, I would but say, Mike, yeah, Geith, yeah. Oh, it all depends on the wind. We've seen smoke before. Yeah. If you recall, we've had smoke over here in Victoria. You know, we're yeah. across the strait, and usually we don't get hit, but we've been hit before. And I think a lot of people in Victoria, which is as further to the south as you can get, are bracing themselves that we could be hit with wild uh, fire smoke as well. So and we it, also don't talk about, you know, we, the Washington fires that are happening. Yes. We hear about those, but that's where our, we get a lot of our smoke exactly. in Vancouver. And so you got to prepare for the worst this summer. I'd say it's so early, uh, these fires are starting, that I would say that August is going to be... Well, that's what people forget. People think, oh, we're, we're in the midst of the fire season. No. We're not in the midst of it. It's we're early. at the beginning of the fire season. Yeah. This is going to go on all summer. Thanks, Mike. Uh, John from New West. Uh, George and uh, Dr. Keith, um, <laughs> uh, I was wondering if there was any any anything new for expectant mothers uh, regarding the vaccinations. Oh, interesting. Thanks, John. Yeah, that's interesting. So, as caller actually phoned me about that yesterday, that they were inquiring. So, the Center for Disease Control in the states kind of takes an ambivalent approach. It does say if you're pregnant, you qualify for the vaccine mm-hmm. because there's also evidence that pregnancy, pregnant moms can actually get a very severe form of COVID, a very severe illness resulting from COVID. But they're not saying necessarily that the vaccinations are totally 100% safe. Uh, but it is, again, it's, it's all about risk benefit and the, and the balance you have, mm-hmm. to, you have to look for here. It's, sometimes there is risk for vaccine, but is the, is the uh, getting COVID-19 in your situation even worse an outcome than potentially a side effect from vaccinations? That's what you have yeah. to weigh against. But right now, pregnant women, according to the U.S. Center for Disease Control, are eligible for vaccines. Yep. Thanks, John. Uh, Peter from Coquitlam, go ahead, real quick. Hi, Keith. Quick one for you, and then I'll get off the line. Can you check with Bonnie Hendry? Uh, we're in our 70s. We've had mixed vaccines. Now we're being told we can't get on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And I've heard through mm. the grapevine that some countries are saying if you mixed your vaccine, they're not going to accept you. Yep. Yeah. Is, is, yeah. is, is that Bonnie- true? Yeah, what's the deal with yeah, that? So, first of all, Bonnie Henry has nothing to do with that. And it's amazing <laughs> how many people phone me and ask me to ask Bonnie Henry a question. She's got, she has no jurisdiction over something like that. Um, there, I, I talked to Adrian Dix about this, health ministry, yesterday. There is the expectation as we go, as we go over time, the cruise ships have a market interest here. Um, they, do they really want to bar potentially millions of potential mm-hmm. 
passengers from boarding their ships. I think once they get their heads around the fact that they're literally doing that by preventing mixed vaccine people getting on board, that that, that policy will change. All right, Keith, thanks. You're off next week because you don't want to work with me. Is that why you're taking a week off? Is that, <laughs> I'm, is finally, I'm, I'm trying to take a week off, oh. but you never know. I may be around. Okay, well, you deserve it. Thanks right. for joining me.